But here's the thing. We, we build a business around a big hailstorm, right? Big hailstorm happens, you're ramping up, you're hiring people left and right, doing everything you can to you know, grow your business to fulfill that demand that's right there in front of you. And then what happens when that dries up? It, you're only as good as your team and you need to understand what you're really good at early. I have to focus my energy on helping get the most out of the people that I have. And that's a leadership, leadership shift that we have to make if we're really trying to grow a great business. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown. This is the Hook Better Leads podcast, and today I have the pleasure of being with Randy Brothers. How you doing? What's up, buddy? How Very you little prep on this one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, dude. We're talking about retail versus insurance in a roofing company, and what would you do if you were starting over? So I just finished your book, so I've got okay. questions. I've awesome. got questions Love it. ready. Love it. I'm curious, though, if you were starting over, what would you really push on? out the gate? Well, I believe that retail is the better business decision okay. because more predictable. You can scale like with intentionality and you can kind of control your numbers and, and control predictable growth and really look at a market and find niches and find areas to build a business, you know, around, you know, opportunities within your market but that ties us right into the hail, like the, the insurance side of the business. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a market that has a big hailstorm, you really need to be prepared to be able to capitalize on that, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's I just, tough. My, I mean, my money signs go off. If, if hail hit, yeah. then you don't hold yourself back from that. No, but here's the thing. We, we build a business around a big hailstorm, right? Big hailstorm happens, you're ramping up, you're hiring people left and right, doing everything you can to you know, grow your business to fulfill that demand that's right there in front of you. And then what happens when that dries up? Mm -hmm. You have to be very intentional about having a plan in place of how to carry on growth and carry on you know, leveraging what you build in a hail market to then take that brand and take that opportunity and create a more long-term long sustainable business model which is gonna be retail insurance or retail commercial, you know, diversifying, specializing, those sort of things in an event that you don't have hail, right? So would that's you, the challenge. Would you do retail, but in a market that might have hail sometime soon? That's, <laughs> like if, you were, if you were willing to move like around the country, would you probably like set yourself up <laughs> in a place where hail may hit? So if I'm gonna move, I'm gonna to wanna to go somewhere with a hailstorm because that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the path of least resistance. Yeah. You can get in, there's tons of demand, great. This is basic economics, supply yeah. versus demand, right? Mm -hmm. Go to a market that has a ton of demand and then you fulfill, right? You supply, you figure that out. But the downside, the, the thing to be fearful of, and it's as effective, I've been in this business almost 18 years now, 12 years in, a, in roofing specifically, and I've, I've dealt with huge storms, I've dealt with no storms, I've dealt with retail, commercial, all the different things. And when you put all your eggs in a basket of hail and you don't get hail, that poses a big challenge for your business. Mm. So, my yeah, lay, lay off people and shit like that. Yeah, like w w when the market changes and the demand changes, you've got to have a plan in place mm -hmm. to have something a little more sustainable that's not so heavily reliant on storms, right? Christmas lights. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do Christmas lights and, and, and make a couple bucks uh, yeah. for like two months a year, right? Hey, something to do in the meantime in the winter up here <laughs> in the north. 
Uh, retail versus storm and insurance work. If you were starting from scratch, roofing company, what would you do? Yeah, so if I was starting back when I first got in the roofing industry um, and I had to do it over again knowing what I know now, I would absolutely make sure that my team at least focused on retail at least half the time, if not the majority of the time. Um, I think insurance is great. I'm a huge advocate for chasing insurance work. Not necessarily chasing, but um, if you have it in your market, if you've had some storms come through, to focus on that. Um, but I think focusing on retail and building a brand that's there to last is paramount. I think that's what's most important because I've been in the, the spot now with Cornerstone where one market we had that we started less than two years ago is on track to crush eight figures. The other is barely going to do eight figures and it's been in business for five years, but we haven't gotten a storm. If we were more focused on retail and the commercial model from the very beginning, I think we could be at a higher rate than we are now. Hunter Ballou, roofing.com. Thanks for your take. So, uh, TJ. Yeah. TJ, world's greatest roofer on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, brother, what would you do if you're starting a company from scratch? Would you go after storms? Would you go after insurance work or, or retail? You know what? Uh, I've had this opportunity to, to do both. And you, you can't just uh, shut down one or the other. If you're in a market that has a storm, you need to utilize that storm as well. Uh, you can get quite a few jobs with insurance money, but you can also do the same with retail model. Uh, if you're working in the commercial space, retail is uh, is typically the only way you can go unless there has been a storm. Uh, just keep crushing your goals, uh, go after and hustle every day. So basically, retail, yeah. but do it in the storm market. So you can, yeah, you can do both. <laughs> yeah, you have to do both uh, is, uh, because most markets in the United States aren't store markets they're only retail markets gang baby thanks yeah. um okay so you know i just finished your book so i probably could start my own roofing company if i wanted to just do just it kidding. that's I, the idea hey, that was the whole idea of the book i will say there's a lot of great things in there you guys should check it out what is the title again just for the people start it build it grow it the contractor's guide to success very good book guys if you sh if you have a there's not that many roofing books there isn't, and, and I like yours. It's very good. Thank you. Well, very well done. Yeah. Um, if you, what are the other things that you're like? Okay, I, I realize this is probably something you've gotten asked a lot, but like, ideal scenario, you're setting up your roofing company again. What are some of those things that you would have hit? Like, let's say three things that you would have hit that other people that you didn't know when you first started. Like, if you were starting your roofing business, you wouldn't know. Um. First and foremost, I think it starts and ends with your team. Mm -hmm. A lot of us start a business and we don't have a team in place. I think, and, and, and again, this, this isn't a really an answer of what I would do differently because I was really blessed with, with a good team right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But for anybody thinking about starting a roofing company, it, you're only as good as your team. And you need to understand what you're really good at mm -hmm. early. Are you sick of what passes for leads these days? Not much, unless you want to be the lowest bidder on every job. I'll wear a lot of hats, but search engine marketing and website, I've passed off to a Google specialized team. So a lot of times we start a business and I did this too. It's like, okay, I'm gonna start a roofing company and I'm gonna wear all the hats, I'm gonna do all the things. 
but we spend a lot of wasted time trying to do things that we just aren't good at. Mm -hmm. So if you can align yourself with people that have the same mission, the same values that really want to accomplish, you know, your, your, help you with your goal or even partner with you, um, you can go a lot further faster if you have an established leadership team and a good, you know, small group of mm -hmm. people that you can work with early on yeah. and you go a lot farther faster. And I think some people kind of miss that sometimes. They, they pick the pieces up later, but it's really hard to be all things to everyone and everything as a business owner. I like this anecdote from this book, Scaling Up, that I'm listening to right now on Audible. Yep. Vern Harnish. Very, very good. Uh, he was talking about you, for the first 10, to get up to 10 people, you have to hire for things you're not good at. And to get up to 50 people, you got to hire for things you're even good at. Yep. Because actually, that's it's weirdly something where because you're good at it, it ends up being the weakness of the business because yeah. you haven't hired those people and actually taken that off yep. your plate because you're good. Yeah. And I've, I've like realized that for Hook because I love marketing us. Yeah. And I've realized I need to actually seriously hand that stuff off now. Yep. Otherwise, I'm going to hold the business back. Well, great that you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of roofing owners, myself, like I'm, I'm, I'm really good at sales. I consider myself like, you know, I've always done really well with roofing sales and I could go out there and crush it and just sell all the roofs. But the challenge is how do I build my business? How do I build a business that's sustainable without me if I'm the number one salesperson? Mm. That's a hard transition for a lot of contractors. Mm -hmm. And we work with contractors all over the country and a lot of us, is, a lot of them are trying to kind of make that transition. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of them, you're gonna be the best salesperson for your company, no one eats, sleeps, bleeds the company brand that like you do. Mm -hmm. Like no one's going to sell hook better than you. Mm -hmm. No one's going to sell my company better than me because I love it. And I know everything about it. It's my baby. Like that passion's going to, going to, going to, going to come out right mm -hmm. with, with the owner. However, if you really want to grow something special grow something large, grow, th grow something that's scalable and that, that can sustain without you there, you really got to make that plunge at some point, mm -hmm. you know, and I had to do that, I had to, intentionally remove myself from sales mm. while building a sales system and a sales team to then take over the sales knowing that they might not be quite as efficient at, or as good at sales as me what if but you again five guys that are 60 percent as good as you or or in our case like to give to give credit to our team like they've all been with me a long time they've all grown yeah. and developed and that's the shift i had to make too is i had to shift from being a salesperson to a, uh, like a sales manager, a sales trainer, mm -hmm. with my partner does that, a lot of that too, but to like a people developer. Mm. Exactly. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I have to focus my energy on helping get the most out of the people that I have. Mm. And that's yeah. a leadership, yeah. leadership shift that we have to make if we're really trying to grow a great business. Love it. I asked recently just, you know, most of the people that I'm connected with on Facebook are roofers. And I asked recently just like, what's the biggest problem in your business right now? And I saw people, I saw a lot of people say, no one is me. No one is me because I run this business and I do things right. And then when I pass things off, they break. I pass things off, they break. And I know that feeling so well, but I also like, I'm kind of mad at those people a little bit. I'm like, come on, really? Like that's, yeah you're not gonna ever have a business. You're gonna have a job if that's where you get stuck. Yeah. So how can you help people? Like, is there anything you can kind of speak to that would help people kind of get over that unfortunately very true 
speed bump that no one is me. I am yeah. the guy that does everything the best. Well, first and foremost, saying that you're a little bit arrogant. Sorry, but it's true, right? <laughs> There's a lot of people that because said that, yeah. if you, you know, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, if you really want to build something special, like I heard this piece of advice in business school from an entrepreneur that came in, and I've taken this my whole life, and I've said it many times, but I think I even probably said it in the book as well. But some of the best advice I ever got from an, from a great successful entrepreneur is find people better than you. Mm. Okay, if you're pride is in the way when you're hiring people, that you're hiring people that you're just, I'm a little bit better than yeah. that person. I'm yeah. a little better than that person. I'm gonna stay above that person because we're too prideful and, and nervous and scared to actually like, you're gonna attract give somebody an opportunity yeah. that could actually excel above mm -hmm. and beyond my skill set. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Okay, it's easy, easier said than done because we're humans, we are the top. It is my baby, it's my business, I'm the man. Yeah. But the reality of it is like, if you really want to do what we're trying to do and grow something really special, man, you got to be able to shift from being the man doing everything and I'm, I'm the one, I'm the best at everything to trying to find people who are really, really good and even better than you are at specific areas of the business. Yeah. And one at a time, put the, put a person in place that's really good at logistics, put a person in place that's or outsource someone to do your marketing or put someone who's really well, good in sales. Marketing manager, okay. There's just not, you know, I, you know, got to give my man a little love yeah, here. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta the play the hook, you know? So yeah. you might as well, you know. Yeah, you um, know. But that's the key though is, and that's hard. I, 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 I'll be the first to admit that it's hard because when you get to a place in your business that you've actually relinquished a lot of those things, a lot of your tasks to, mm -hmm. to good leadership, good people in place, like you have to fight with what's the value, what's my value in my business again? Like, what's my value to my yeah. own business? Like, I have a CEO in place. Mm -hmm. She's better than me. Yeah. Like, she's but good at making decisions. You'll and find like, stuff, though. You, and, like, and, when I, yeah. And, and like, I, I want to contribute and help and support, but I also need to know when to, you know what? Let it ride. Because I put someone in place that I feel is great at making decisions that's going to do, do really well by the business, that's going to make great decisions for the business. I have to let, let that happen and let that, let her, do her mm -hmm. thing, right? That's tough too as a leader, as you develop in any business mm -hmm. and you kind of get to your role where I've kind of shifted to where I know my role now. And my role is not the CEO of operations in the business. It's shifted, but I had to find someone better than me and allow them to develop to be better than me. So that's the key to all of this. Yeah. Developing people. Mm -hmm. We have to, as leaders, we have to go from a salesperson to a, a business development person or to a business implementer to a people development person, mm. right? If we want to really build something special, you have to master the art of developing people. I love that. And if you don't, what's the, what happens? You will always be the one at the top with a bunch of people below you. And you might just not inspire people and they'll go away kind of quick. There you go. What's the, what's the saying? People don't quit companies, they quit people. Yeah. Right? If you have a big turnover problem in your business and it's always everybody else's fault, say that out loud to yourself and you'll be able to figure out what the real challenge or real issue is. Go, to, go look in the mirror first. Unfortunately, yeah. we all have to go through that process. It's, it, the funny thing is, is I get bad at that comment about, you know, no one is me because I've been there. Yeah. 
and I want you to get past that. And yeah. whatever you can do to get past that, that freedom is beyond that. Freedom yeah. is beyond that idea that you're the only one. And also like, you know, Gary Vee always says like, no, it's true, no one's gonna care about your business as much as you are. You have to take extreme responsibility. You have to be ready to take those bumps and bruises, but you also have to allow your people to drop some eggs. You gotta, you gotta yeah. let some stuff happen. Yeah. You can't run in and fix every problem yeah. or you're literally shackling yourself to that business forever. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you take ownership of, of becoming, I don't believe I'll ever be the leader I want to be, mm -hmm. right? It's a lifelong journey of leadership growth and development. I'm mm -hmm. on this journey. I want to be a great leader. I want to be a better leader today than I was yesterday. And that's the mentality I feel like I just need to stay with. And I think mm -hmm. all of us need to stay with as leaders. But if you really want to be an inspirational leader, that's what it takes mm -hmm. to get people to help you achieve your dreams. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter when when the storm's over when there's no fresh damage to work we'll go back to Hill Trace we'll track down a swath that you know most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and, and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm you know, as long as we've got a date within reason we can chase that storm we can pick up jobs we can pick up leads okay you can't just throw people throw money and say here's a job here's some money here's some KPIs go do your job that's boring. Who wants to rally around something like that? Mm -hmm. So we have to be inspirational leaders that have a bigger purpose and a bigger cause and mm -hmm. take our business and create something bigger, create something that somebody wants to be a part of yeah. and then put great people that match your values in place. That's when you get the most out of your people, mm -hmm. but it starts and ends with values. I love it. And I, I do think part of it is making sure that they're pursuing their dreams as part of, you know, yeah. this process. Cause I think like, maybe you introduced me to this. I don't know. Dream manager. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. Or anyways, dream manager is a book that's about that. It's basically about, and now I'm trying to teach my people to do this, but it's like kind of developing, Hey, what is your dream? And if you don't have yeah. one, let's develop it. Yeah. And then is there anything I can do to help you move towards your dream, whether it be home ownership or um, even a career that's different and beyond yeah. what they're doing at my business, trying to help them develop it even, as much as that hurts. Yeah. But it, like, I think if you actually can tap into other people's dreams and their vision for their life. Love and that. so like helping them develop that so that you get more of their energy. Yeah. Cause if you, if you tamp down on everybody and you're kind of that like authoritarian leader, you're kind of squelching half the energy. Yeah. Half the energy yeah. is their, their, being their life outside yeah. of this business and you could you could utilize more of that by inviting them to share with you what their dreams are absolutely i love that yeah. i mean it's what we talk about being an inspirational leader is like helping others inspiring others to become the best versions of themselves mm -hmm. inside of work and outside of work do how do ever, we do that yeah. create an op yeah. create an organization that allows that and see what happens with your team and your culture and and see what happens with everything it's it's amazing do you ever feel like I, whatever I've, t like I really study leadership and I'm trying to learn, I'm reading these yeah. books and I've, but whenever I talk about it, like I actually know something, I always feel like a little like, like a faker. Like I feel like leadership is something, I'm, I'm certainly a young person yeah. being in a position of leading a 20 person team. Uh, you know, is, do you ever feel like, you're yeah. like, I don't know, I feel like if my team watched this video, I feel like they'd be like, dude, 
You're not that great of a leader, bro. Well, I, I agree. And, yeah. But here, that's why it was very intentional earlier when I yeah. said, like, I am on a lifelong journey to be a great yeah. leader. Like, I'll yeah. never be a great leader, yeah. so to speak. But I believe that as long as you embrace your role as a, a leader and you're focused on getting better each and every day from a leadership perspective, you are a great leader. Mm. People are going to want to be a part of you, no matter what age you are. Yeah. And I also believe every single person in an organization should be and is a leader, mm, exactly. right? So our job as leaders, coming from John Maxwell, yeah. our job as leaders is to develop other leaders. Mm -hmm. That's what, in, a, in its core, that's what leadership's all about. So the more I can learn and become a, great, a better and better and better leader, the more leaders I can develop, the better everything happens, the better my personal life, my business life, their lives, everyone is impacted in a positive way. So we'll never get there. You're never, you're never gonna be a great leader, Tim, yeah. but you're a damn good one right now. Yeah. Because you embrace the idea of being a good leader and you care yeah. about your people yeah. and you focus on getting better every day. I think that's what it's all about. No, no, I think you're right. I think that's the absolute truth. There's basically like just trying is a big deal. Because yeah. a lot of the people on my team, like they've been part of companies where they didn't try. They yeah. weren't trying, they didn't care, yeah. and they didn't want to be, you know, they didn't have people that wanted to develop them. Yeah. So like, yeah, on the other side, it's just, the bar is kind of low for a lot it, of people. Unfortunately it is. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned Gary Vee earlier, he talks a lot about self-awareness. Yeah. You know, I think being self-aware is a vital part of that because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not aware enough to know in the areas that you need to improve on, like you're never going to be a great leader because you've got blind spots. Yeah. But if you're always looking to how do I improve myself? How do I improve myself? And, and being self-aware and, and being able to take criticism and take, mm. you know, energy and different things from other people to then look at yourself inwardly and try to get better each and every day. You know, that's the key to it. I think, you know, mm -hmm. we'll never be fully self-aware, but as long as you embrace the idea of, stepping outside yourself, looking at yourself and seeing where are my blind spots? Where are my areas that I'm ch challenged? How do I get better in those areas? I think that's another key to growing as a leader. 100%. I do think too, like I was talking about, like I was judging those people for this, this thing that I do sometimes, which I think I'm the special only one that can do this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that is a kind of an indicator. If you're judging somebody for something kind of like, you might be projecting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I might've been, I might be projecting and I do see that where I get angry. I do get angry. I'm, I'm that kind of leader. I occasionally get angry. I yeah. try not to like, I don't yell at my employees or anything like, but I, you know, you get yeah. fiery. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh God, You're passionate. Let's do yeah. this shit. Um, and I do see that I was just kind of reflecting because this happened this past week where I was like upset and I, you know, I just walked out of the room and I tried not to freak out, but, I think I was, I'm also like upset because I see myself in that and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish, I wish I wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I, but I do think sometimes when you're judging people, you also might've gone through that and you kind of remember that and you're like, damn. Yeah. We tend to, you, you nailed yeah. it with the projection piece. We tend to be like project our, the things about us that we don't want to admit that are yeah. true on others when we're judging others, but take that same concept to parenthood, right? Mm -hmm. You got kids. Yeah. I'm getting a kid. Soon. You got a kid soon. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. with, you know, it's like my son, you know, same thing. I have a tendency to get frustrated and anger mm -hmm. and whatever. And when I see him get mad, mm -hmm. it's hard. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what Oops. did I do <laughs> yeah. to 
to to teach him that it's okay to act that way when yeah. he's angry. Yeah. And they are a reflection. They they'll they mimic what we do. And that's you know you want to see check how good <laughs> yeah. of a leader you're being. Yeah. See how your kids are acting. Oh, see no. how well they're projecting off of you, man. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. When you watch your kid do something that you like don't like in your own self, you're yeah. like. Oh crap! Like I didn't do a good enough job, like protecting him from that or not showing that part of me. So I got to look inwardly and fix that and get better at that, mm -hmm. and not let the let the let my anger, you know, ma manifest itself to mm -hmm. where my little kid sees that and now he thinks it's okay to act that way. That's good, man. That's well, tough. You, you heard it here. Uh, leadership lessons from having children, and I'm sure you guys are, are dealing with some of this stuff too. Yeah. Um, this has been a great podcast. I really appreciate you. We, we went deep. We went we deep do. on this one. Let's go. Um, grateful to have you. Is there anything you'd want to um, direct people's attention to at the end of the podcast here? All I'll say, I mean, connect with me. You know, Tim's the man. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, you can check me out on social media, all the different platforms. We, we, we also have our own podcast called The Start, Build, Grow Show that Tim's been on as well. So we kind of gone back and forth. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to the Start, Build, Grow Show. We're on all the, all the podcast platforms, all the social media platforms. We're on YouTube. Um, you can find me there, Randy Brothers, on all the platforms as well. And uh, you mentioned the book, Start It, Build It, Grow It, The Contractor's Guide to Success. You can uh, find it on Amazon. Awesome. And this is the Hook Better Leads podcast put on by HookAgency.com and Hook Agency all over social. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Bye. Later.